The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. This episode is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from TweakedAudio.com. Just enter the discount code CAFCOMICS, that's all one word at the checkout. You'll get 33% off your entire order, free worldwide shipping, and a limited lifetime warranty on everything you buy. That's TweakedAudio.com. And now... It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts, John and Steven. Thank you, it's Caffeinated Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Stephen Brown. And uh, this is like a settling down of uh, weeks. We just got out of Endgame, which, uh, I don't know about you, I'm still processing yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm like uh, <laughs> this weekend is um is a, there's a few things going on this weekend, but it's uh m- the majority of my time is going to be um uh with my sister. It's her birthday this weekend. So, uh we're going to go and see um Batman 89 is in theaters. Oh yeah, it's one day only. It's a Fathom event. Yeah, cuz oh, it's like an anniversary. Cool. And that's like Lisa's favorite like thing of all time. Well, it's, it's Batman's Batman. 80th anniversary, so they're showing the first 4 but it's but the, one a day. But it's the thirtieth anniversary uh, of Batman eighty nine. That's yeah. why it's in theaters. Almost. It's like yeah. it's, it came out in June. Right, but, but this yes, year is. Right. Yeah. And uh but <laughs> I'm like uh and then tomorrow we're doing like a big dinner and stuff over there and I gotta uh work at the studio. And I was I was like looking at the you know my schedule for the weekend. I'm like, can I can I fit Endgame in any, anywhere here? <laughs> can I carve out three hours to see this fucking movie again? Dude. So it is um it is the fifth highest ranking Marvel movie uh money wise. It's made as mo- more money than every other Marvel movie except the other Avengers movies and Black Panther. So I think it's going to be And it's, it's only one. in its first week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going I'm They going... made they made the entire budget of that movie back cuz they filmed both of them at the same time. Infinity War and Endgame got filmed at the same time and it cost them a billion dollars to make those two movies. And Avengers Endgame made over a billion dollars in its first weekend. And Infinity War already made a billion dollars. Right. So, so now... They, they paid for both movies with one movie. <laughs> oh, my God. All of this is probably... Oh, it's so silly. Robert Downey Jr. alone is making $75 million from Endgame. Is he really? Yep. Good God. Just because he's got points in his contract. Yeah. And Holy it's, shit! Yeah, and and uh, I was that's telling, no offense or anything. That's too much money. <laughs> he it, didn't. He didn't do that much. It is, but I honestly think he earned it because yeah. if he wasn't in it, it wouldn't have made it as much. Yeah, if it was Tom Cruise, you know. Yeah, if it oh, and if Iron Man was going to be, Tom or if Cruise. he had like yes, or if he had stopped being Tony Stark after Iron right. Man three, and we didn't have any Iron Man movies up till now. I don't know that it would have done as well because I. It would have done well, but nowhere near as well, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Him and um, Chris Evans, people really seem to they like those fellas. I'd say him by being in it made them another $75 million. So you know yeah, what? Yeah, he's, he's earned his $75 million. I'll take that. Okay. They're not going to donate this money because people are like, you know, we could fix our roads with that money. I'm like, yeah, nobody's paying Robert Downey Jr. to fix our roads. Mm-hmm. I would totally pay Robert. If Robert Downey Jr. just got on a steamroll, I'm, like, I'm going to steamroll now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What I want is I want all all, all of these all these streets got to be small. all these roads. Uh, yeah, don't I, like it. There's don't a like lot it. of calls lumpy. for uh, Disney to pay their workers better wages because of this movie, mm-hmm. and maybe there's some argument there. But um, 
Yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind people at Disneyland making ten bucks more an hour because this made a billion dollars. Yeah, and they could certainly. But I'm also not going to say that point. Robert Downey Jr. deserves to have that money taken away. If he right. put it into his contract and they agreed, we'll pay you this money so we can make this amount That's of money. How capitalism works, folks. Yep. Well, when it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it's not, but it kind of did. Yeah, I'm going so, again tomorrow because the reason you are you, going again, huh? Well, the reason you went with me is that Ben was on a camping trip, so oh, he couldn't go. Now the child's back. So I'm going to take him. Uh, yeah, and I have, like, uh, a busy day today, but I don't have a busy day tomorrow. Speaking of busy days, um, had this, this could be the greatest thing in the world. There's a bunch of stuff to talk about. We'll get really sad about Chewbacca very soon. Mm. But right now, we're in a good mood. So let's keep that going. Yeah. And if I knew this lesson in life, I probably wouldn't have been on so many pills. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but last night, uh, uh, my birthday's coming up. So Renee took me to uh, the Park West Theater last night, and we saw Bobcat Goldthwait and Dana Gould perform. Okay. And now, uh, famously, because I never shut up about it. Yeah. (laughs) It's famous. (laughs) It's famous to me, because Dana Gould did this podcast back in- Like a couple months ago. Back around October, I think, when the- when he had done the Planet of the Apes Visionaries book for Boom Studios. Yeah. Uh, We talked for an hour. We got along really well. We had a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great podcast. I urge everyone to just scroll back through and listen to it. Uh, it was it was far and away my favorite podcast ever to do, and you weren't on it. Yeah, I, no, I don't take it personally. I know I'm, how much I'm, you like Dana. I'm Gould. looking you in the eye, and I don't care. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's <laughs> it's a fair fair point. But so, um, and I said on that podcast, he's always been one of my comedy heroes. So, uh, so it was a small theater, it was about the size of like a big club, but they took pictures afterwards. So, uh. We got online to take pictures, and uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's amazing, and yeah. I did not know what to say to him because he's Bobcat Goldthwait, <laughs> and he's got uh, he's got a big cowboy hat and a giant beard. Oh yeah, and he's like he's like the right huggable amount of fat. Yeah, I'm like I, I and he's wearing like a he was wearing like a green sweatshirt, like a, kind of a tactile kind of sweatshirt, and I just wanted to hug him, and I'm like, don't hug him, don't hug him, you don't, don't know this don't man, hug Bob Goldthwait. <laughs> um, but he was he was awesome to us, and then. Uh, then I went up to Dana. I was like, "Hi, Dana. I'm John Clark. You did my podcast, Caffeinated Comics, last night." And he was like, "Oh yeah!" And That's he got awesome. Really excited. So even if he didn't remember, he yeah. responded the exact right, way. exactly how you'd want him to. And I was like, "I just wanted to, to. I'm so glad to meet you in person." He's like, "Yeah, me too." Yeah. And it, I have a picture up, and it's on the Caffeinated Comics Facebook page of me with Dana Gould and Bob Goldthwait. and uh, we've been talking about it. I don't do a lot of pictures. Yeah. First of all, um, I don't think about it much. So my Instagram isn't the best. So follow me at none of my book on Twitter and maybe Instagram. Yeah, you make the jokes. (laughs) And yeah, I like to write on Twitter. Um, I also have an issue with I feel like when you're having a conversation with a person, that's the important thing. Right. And when you pull out your phone, you're like, okay, let's stop talking. We'll all look this way. Um, I feel like that interrupts the energy. Uh, Elliot Toronto is really good at it. Cause like you'll yeah, be, he's like a pro at he's it. He's such a pro. Like we'll be talking e- either in here or at a convention. He'll be talking to be like, huh? And I'll just take it out, and he'll get a great picture of everybody. And then he goes right back in a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how he does it, and I'm watching him closely. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, uh, I don't get a lot of pictures, and yeah. most of the big guests come on on Skype. So, so for me to do this was kind of a big deal. Is it um when you do Skype? Because I'm never here. <clears throat> 
um is it just uh voice only or do you do a little camera yeah, vo- action no voice only because um since this is an audio podcast right um you wouldn't be able to get it on itunes stitcher and spotify i'm doing all your plugs for you no yeah yeah it's good <laughs> that was my ploy um you wouldn't be able to get it unless we stripped the video out gotcha and that's a pain in the ass okay so it's less it's, engineering to do on your end yeah this is like podcast 101 folks pay attention Take it's notes. much easier you want to start your own podcast and by the way um actually i, I may have Started this. I think I started this with the Dan Gvazin, who does the Amazing Spider Cast. Um, no, I think I did it with our Dan Gould interview. Skype now records on its own. So when you open Skype, there's a little record button. Oh, so, so you were um, previously recording with like GarageBand. And yeah, I was like, I had a, I paid like twenty bucks for a plugin to Skype that worked, yeah. and then exported it to GarageBand, and it was complicated. Now you just click record and the other person gets an alert saying hey this person's recording you you cool with that oh yeah to make sure yeah Yeah, that's that's sensible yeah uh uh uh, so much more happens with the podcast behind the scenes that i'm aware of which is a lot like my life you know what i mean it's it's, like there's a lot more going on than i'm than i'm present for that's all we do yeah yeah (laughs) this is why i have conversations like i have to quit one of my bands yeah yeah (laughs) But, uh, I'm glad uh, the podcast isn't but on it the was chopping a, block. It was also a fantastic, fantastic show. When well, yeah. So what kind of what kind of show are they doing? Well, we didn't know. So um, when we got there, Renee was thinking like, so is it like a roundtable discussion? Because um, there was just a poster with. Oh, it's a cool poster. Yeah, too. it's on their Facebook page. They're doing a tour um, through. They're doing 15 cities through America. This was the second show they did, but it just has the both of them on a poster, and they're just like. Dana Gould, Bobcat Goldthwait, doing a show. So when we got there, Renee's like, I, is it going to be like a one-on-one discussion? Are they going to sit down with chairs and talk about uh, talk about their careers like Martin Short and Steve Martin do now? Yeah. And I was like, I think it's going to be uh, like Dana Gould does an hour stand-up, and then Bobcat Goldthwait does an hour stand-up, and then they say goodnight. Uh, but we didn't know. And we come out, and we get there, and there's two microphones. We're like, okay. So they had like an opener, um, sort of an MC, sort of a warm-up. Okay. Um, did like 10 minutes and then brought them both out. And they both came out and they were just kind of talking back and forth and riffing and making each other laugh. And at one point, Bob Gold was like, this isn't the show, by the way. Oh, wow. And, and we're like, oh, it's not? Yeah. <laughs> We'd watch this. <laughs> they were like, they were supposed to start the show and they didn't. And then they brought up uh, Dave Pasquale, who um, he uh, plays the ex- ex-husband on Veep. Um, and I know you haven't started Veep, and I'm like, you yeah, need to start I know. Veep. I know. I, uh, uh, my so brother David, goddamn like, he good. loves Veep. And every all the right people like Veep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and all the right people are on Veep. Yes. More importantly, probably. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's like uh, uh, real life politics. I, 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 I don't need fictional, terrible politics. <laughs> when real I think life what it is, politics is a nightmare. What it is now, it started during the Obama administration. And it was kind of a parody of politics. And now it's a little nicer than politics actually is. Yeah. But it's got a joke writing quality level of 30 Rock. Yeah. Where like half you of miss the, it because you're laughing at a different joke. Yeah. I watched heard. last week's episode. I um, There was this huge rainstorm on Monday and the trains got shut down. And I ended up coming back home to work. So while I was having lunch, I was like, I'm going to watch last night's Veep. And then Renee came home. She's like, let's watch Veep. And I'm like, yeah, I already watched it. She's like, well, let's watch it again. I'm yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. And there were 
30% of the jokes I missed. Yeah, that's crazy. Sitting and watching it. It is so goddamn good. But And it, uh, they're ending it, aren't they? This is the final season. This is it. There's only two episodes left as we record this. Yeah. Um, but this what season, is it? Like, Where uh, do you watch it on? What HBO. Is- Oh, okay. Which so, I have because Game of Thrones. Yeah, and the entire series is on there. And honestly, it's a show where you don't have to binge it, but it's like man, it's like Seinfeld. Um, and in fact, David Mandel runs it, who used to be a writer on Seinfeld. It was created by Armando Anucci, who did the thick of it, and then he left after the third season. And I was like, well, this show's done. Yeah. And then David Mandel took over, and it somehow got better. Is um? Do you do you think um? Because the girl, I don't know anyone famous, but the Julie girl Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, she's on Seinfeld. Did she bring this guy with her? Are they close work probably together because they're friendly. He was also an SNL writer, and I think he was uh, I think he was a writer when she was there. Okay. And he definitely wrote. He wrote some really great episodes of Seinfeld. Some. I'm sure as they were looking for new showrunners, she had a say. Yeah. And she was like, you know what? This it, He can do it. Yeah. He, she probably knew him personally, but if not, she was like, yeah, he wrote great Seinfeld. So let's gotcha. Try and he's really good. And he's also a big geek. So every time they show pictures of his office, it's full of Marvel toys and That's Star Wars. Cool. And in fact, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, Mark Hamill and Julie Louis-Dreyfus did Seth Meyers. Yes, I actually saw some of that. Yeah. And Seth Meyers is a big geek, too. Which... Seth Meyers is a big geek. Seth Meyers is written like Marvel Comics. Yeah. He did this. Uh, he, he had and... Alex Ross on a couple months ago. He had Alex Ross on. He had Tom King on. Yeah. Uh, about 10 years ago, he and Bill Hader wrote a Spider-Man one-shot, and Kevin McGuire drew it, and yes. it's great. It's, awesome. yeah. it's called Spider-Man the Short Halloween. Um, so he loves to bring on people like that but uh julie Julie drives and mark hamill took a picture together and put it on instagram and david mandel who runs veep was like oh my god oh my god okay oh because it's um mark hamill's there yeah Yeah, okay yeah and mark hamill's like why don't we do a show together he's like yes we're totally gonna do a show together (laughs) (laughs) uh that's great so um it's but it's a great show but david pasquale plays julie drive ex-husband they were divorced like before the show started and he's like a scumbag he's like He's like the kind of guy where he's in like all these shifty deals and she's like, fuck, this is going to come out in the media that my husband's doing this. Yeah. Um, he was there and it was, I was going to the bathroom and I ran into him and I came back and I was like, I just ran into the ex-husband on Veep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was at the show. You he was to. at the show. They brought him up and he yeah. did, he did like 15 minutes of stand up, and he was um, fantastic. Yeah. I didn't even know he was a stand up. I assumed he was an improv guy, mm-hmm. but he was great. So then, so then uh, he brings them, both of them back out. And uh, they say for this tour, they flip a coin afterwards, and then they decide who goes for who goes first, and then who closes the show. Okay. So um, it with it some and nights they it's do, Bobcat, do stand up, and then they do stand up for okay. like uh, they do a half an hour each of stand up. That's cool. And when they flipped it, um, Dana closed. And uh, I've seen both of them a lot. I've never seen Bobcat live, but I've seen a lot of his specials. So there were bits I recognized. Bobcat's whole act now consists of uh cautionary stories of being too famous too young okay because <laughs> they're all like here's how i got fired from hollywood squares <laughs> <laughs> it's like here's how michael bolton security tackled me in the middle of a venue yeah <laughs> here's how i set the tonight show on fire <laughs> and they're just they're, they're all these kind of stories about like how he uh he told this joke i think as they were talking they were talking about instagram he's like he's like you know i say political things on instagram people get mad at me people go unfollow and i'm like unfollow dude i used to fill arenas (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the worst you can do yeah he's um but he has this you know he used to direct jimmy kimmel for like three years and he's made a lot of really interesting independent films 
um, there's a great film called World's Greatest Dad starring Robin Williams, and he tells Robin Williams stories, uh, which are great. He tells really dark stories. Yeah. About, um, he tells stories about him bombing, and he says uh, – he's talking about Robin, and he says, well, Robin had – Robin had this uh, disease that was undiagnosed that attacked his mind. He did fight with depression, but he didn't die from depression. And yeah, it's like, something else? Yeah, yeah it was uh, what they misdiagnosed as Parkinson's. Oh. He said what they had, I forget what it's called, like, like some kind of body dysmorphia. But he said, no, it often gets misdiagnosed as Parkinson's, but it is your nerves giving you misinformation. So it presents those kind of symptoms, but it also attacks your brain and it gives you mood swings. Mm-hmm. So, um, which doesn't help when you already have depression. Yeah, so it's a disease that's like a mix of Parkinson's and depression. So he was talking about that, and uh, he told this joke that was so dark, and I just loved it. Where he goes, uh, he's like, you know, people come up to me afterwards. They're like, did did Robin ever talk about suicide? And I was like, we're comedians. We never not talked about suicide. Right. <laughs> he's like, we would have phone conversations. <laughs> he does a Robin Williams. He goes, we'd have phone conversations where I go like, she won the Oscar. Huh? He's like, yes, yes. And he goes, how would you do it? I don't know, with a car. but uh they they both just so he just mostly tells these really really funny stories about celebrities and um they both talked a lot about michael jackson um he said how uh he said how the bubbles bubbles would throw shit at people and so bubbles bubbles was michael jackson's monkey oh yeah is it is is it crazy that i forgot michael jackson had a monkey that's how crazy the world is no it's crazy Uh, that he had a monkey it's normal that you moved on right right uh you named it bubbles but yeah but he's still stories that bubbles would throw shit at make a wish kids (laughs) he's like because they couldn't run away yeah what are they gonna do uh but it was a really great show and then um he did it like half an hour Hmm. And then he brought Dana out, and Dana did a half an hour. Um, and then it was really animated. I've seen, I saw him 10 years ago at comics. Um, like back when I was still doing stand up, I went yeah. to see him, and uh, he was a lot more calm. But it was a big stage in a theater, so he ran around and he was a lot more physical. He went into the audience at one point. I uh, did some bits that I had known before um, and some new stuff, but. Uh, and then they come back out, and then they just riffed for a while, and that was the show. And then, and then they were just like, hey, we'll take pictures with anybody. We're selling posters, but we're not really into the merch, so yeah. you want to come up, take a picture. That's cool. And then I was like, well, then I'm definitely going to. Yeah, because absolutely. It, it's like uh, – this is like the it, it was like the Anthony Daniels story. When Anthony Daniels did C2E2 um, after I had done a cam- that Verizon campaign with him, and uh, I've told the story many, many times. I'm not going to tell the whole story. But he was like a featured guest at C2E2, and I was like, oh, if I run into him, I can say, hey, I worked on this campaign like a, with you. It's like uh, a connection. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't think it would happen because we couldn't get into the room with him. Right. But then I bumped into him in the hallway and told him, and then we had this really, really nice moment. And it was the same kind of thing where, like, uh, I, you know, this podcast has done good things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, Every once in a while, there's a little gem crop. So it was a great show. They are actually um, – I'm going to plug their show. Yeah, plug uh, it. Tell them. Because, you know, Dana Gould's podcast is it, it infinitely dwarfs ours. But there's, maybe there's people <laughs> No, no, we're direct them. competitors. <laughs> <laughs> if we were direct competitors, he wouldn't have come on. Yeah. Uh, but they're going, they just played Chicago. It's just started. It runs until June 9th. And they're playing uh, Michigan, Brooklyn, Washington, D.C., Philly, L.A., Portland, Sacramento, San Francisco. So some really good places. So um, check out either uh, Dana's or Bobcat's uh, social network. They're both on Twitter. Um, they're both on Instagram. 
for dates. If they're around you, go. So I feel like I'm starting the show with gracing the world. Yeah. But because it pertains to the podcast. And if you want to go to our Facebook page, you'll see a picture of me with Dana, with Dana Gould and Bobcat Goldthwait. And we all look happy. Yeah, you guys look, uh, you do look genuinely happy. Yeah, Renee took like four or five pictures, so she's not in them. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm sure she's happy for you, you know? But, uh, yeah, moving from that, today's free comic book day. Yeah, uh, so I, uh, this will be the first free comic book day since 20, I don't know, 2002, maybe, that I haven't worked in a store. I feel like 2002 was the first year they did it. 2001, I think, was, because I think that's when Spider-Man came out. So you've missed the first one and this one. Right, so. No, 2002 is when Spider-Man came out. Oh, is it? Well, I couldn't have been at a working there. I don't know. But I it was started when, in uh, a shop at, uh, I started working at 10th Planet. I was 16, mm-hmm. and I was probably at 2003, maybe. Okay. Or 2004. I graduated high school, so probably 2003, I was a junior Because Free Comic Book Day was started when the market was really low, and they were, they were yes. just trying to generate interest, and now it's become it, it's kind huge. of a holiday. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will be stopping by um, Lisa Shops at the Tinley Park amazing fantasy so and i can say this on the podcast because it'll uh it'll be past times for her but future times for me uh i'm gonna me and my brother are gonna stop there on the way out to go see batman with her is i'm gonna pick, purchase her subscriptions whatever mm. she's got in the box and then i'm gonna see if they do gift cards and then i'm gonna grab whatever free avengers book they've got uh, you are really not an owner anymore yeah, yeah, I'm taking that free, give me that free shit. Yeah, I stopped by and got my books from uh, Dana Romero, and she's like, hey, what do you want me to pull from Free Comic Book Day? I'm like, I don't know what they got. Yeah, it's, the Free Comic Book Day stuff is, uh, <clears throat> we talked about this before, maybe, it's kind of hit or miss. Here's the thing, uh, it's awesome that they do it, because it gets a lot of folks into the store. Uh, 30% of the folks just take advantage of it. They come in, they get their free shit, and you don't see them again until next year, and those people can go fuck themselves. But what's, you still have 70%. Now, now, what's the percentage of people that come in and do end up buying stuff that aren't the people that come in every week? A lot. Yeah, I mean, you do kind of get all the all your regulars in, typically stop in at Free Comic Book Day, which is nice because it's kind of like, it is like this, like, cultural holiday there's a lot of camaraderie of like yeah this is really cool the stores are always packed yeah um it's easily the second or number one best day of the year besides like uh you know christmas holidays uh small business saturday things like this it might actually it's probably the biggest day of the year for this yeah, i would guys, assume also you guys would have all these events like jordan would face paint some years yeah and... we you always try to build more out of it i actually stopped at that amazing fantasy a couple weeks ago and they were telling me he's like so we uh we got free comic book day coming up i'm like oh yeah what's that <laughs> it's like bro you don't know who you're talking to which is good i don't want to be recognized but uh your secret identity is guy that doesn't own a comic <laughs> yeah. book store <laughs> yeah it's uh it's uh it's a uh, flawless <laughs> i did secret identity clark kent's got nothing uh, on me you know what anybody out there that's very good with photoshop i'm not good with photoshop i would kill for somebody to create a photoshop of spider-man no more of steven walking away <laughs> with a chimera's logo in the garbage can <laughs> dumpster you don't even have to put Steven in it because he just, can pass as Peter Parker from behind. Yeah, anyone can. <laughs> well, not, um, not Miles Morales. Well, that's true. Um, but uh, so I was there. He reminded me. I was like, that's great. And then 
Um, I don't know where I was going with that specifically, but anyway, it's a good day for all the shops. You know, we hope yeah. they all do really well. Right, it's a and cool the, event. the books are usually. I feel like the books now fall. Into oh, right, two, the throwaways. The book they well they fall into two categories. Yeah, they are um, reprints, which mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, and then um, Marvel and DC always used to do. Here's the kickoff to our event, and it's like it's an like eight a page story. For... It's like a prelude. Yeah. This year, I noticed that DC is charging for that book. Is the, that's cold blooded? Yeah, it's free comic book day. It goes against the branding. Well, you know? they're they're doing they are doing a bunch of free comic books, but the big book is kicking off the year of villains crossover, which um, is like Leviathan is like Bendis's big. Oh, Bendis and Malieve thing. are doing it. Yeah, and Sn- and then like Snyder's doing something. I think at eh. the same time, eh. they also have that deceased event, which. I oh, you know what that is? I read it. It's Marvel Zombies. Yeah, it's DC Zombies. Yeah, <laughs> DC's just like, uh, let's get some of that Marvel Zombies money. Marvel Ten years did- later. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most DC thing. Yeah, <laughs> they're late to the party consistently. At least they never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. I hear DC Collectibles is making Tamagotchis. Uh, yeah, they're... they're- <laughs> They really got their finger on the dead pulse of culture. <laughs> and uh, the zombies. Morons. Mm. Um, but anyway. The, uh, but yeah, the Year of Villains is a quarter book. Oh, that's cool. So it's like. I think that they did it last year. I think they did that DC Nation. It was yes. like the, it sold a million copies because right. it was a quarter. That's but fine. That, but, you know, five years ago, that probably would have been their free book. But right. they do put their top talent on. Like Jim Chung did the art in this and Bendis and yeah. uh, Snyder wrote it. Um, and I think they just couldn't make that budget work. Yeah, it, it's frustrating. The free comic book day, there were some that were uh, really cool. It would be like original material. And one year they did a really cool story. It was the uh, Dark Avengers era, you know? And they did like a Thor story because I think probably like Dark World was out in theaters or something. And that- So it was original art. Like it was an original story, mm-hmm. just like 22 pages of like them going to fight Frost Giants. But and Jim Chung drew it and Bendis wrote it, which was cool because they were really awesome at the time. But the book was like tiny; they shrank it down like a bunch of assholes. Oh, the dimensions! And it's like, fuck off, Marvel! It's like you guys are pricks. Just put out a regular size comic book. Don't be cheap, you know. Yeah. It's like uh, that, and so there's there's been a lot of hit or miss over the years. Um, they are usually preview books for stuff coming up, which is neat. Right. There is some or like old reprints. There's a lot of kids comics. Out. A lot of kids comics, and that's what it's mostly for. Is like. Come in and get a bunch of free comics so your kids can start getting hooked on this stuff early because the industry's going down. Yeah. Well, last year, I remember the uh, Marvel's free book was uh, the prelude for the next Spencer Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, and yeah. they had like a, a 16-page story that was – that kind of set it up. And I was like, okay, I got to get that. This um, – this is, I think, like Absolute Carnage is the next big event. Yeah. It's going to kick oh, that off. Another and that, thing. That's a free comic. Yeah, that's supposed to be pretty big coming up. C.B. Sabolsky, uh, I don't know if that's how you say that guy's last name. Yes. He's the um, editor-in-chief, which I'm uh, happy about. I think he's right. doing a good job. He's been an editor for a long time. He, he He's a bit of a dark hawk nut, <laughs> but... He he came out and said uh, he's teasing it because this is like the the world we live in. He's like, um, so I got the idea for the next comic book to sell a million copies. Oh, I saw this Did thread. And I, this? I didn't read the whole thread. I, I just haven't saw read that it first either. Post. I heard about this. So the last time a comic book sold a million copies was um, Star Wars number one. Yes, the John uh, Cassidy the relaunch. Yeah, and, and a lot and of that this, was a great book. It was. It was awesome. If you haven't read the, the I don't know how far. 
I here's here's how to do it. Uh, start reading Star Wars uh, comics when Marvel gets the license back, and then stop after they publish the story Vader down because they'll never top that story. It's, it's probably the greatest comic book Star Wars story. Well, of all right time. now, uh, right now, Comicsology is having a huge Star Wars Marvel sale. For the weekend. Well, because not only is this Free Comic Book Day, it's May the Fourth. Yes. So it's Star Wars Day and Free Comic Book Which Day, which happens. Uh, once every seven years. This is like uh, yeah, a lot know. of moons got to get in a lot of moons. Yeah, ways yeah. To, to make this <laughs> but it happens. Up right. It happens. Yeah. Uh, um. So if you are thinking about Comicsology, not only is all that stuff on sale, but if you join Comicsology Unlimited, um, they made way more of those books uh free for Unlimited. So in fact, I reread those books yeah. and I'm rereading Vader down now, and I'm like, that's where I stopped. Yeah, that's a good place to stop. I think I I don't know how. You know I've never read anything after it. Well, that's the thing. Now Wars the next guy. three four volumes are unlimited. Oh, I'm like, well. I'll I'll read them because I can read a modern trade in like an hour. Right, they go quick. Oh, it's crazy. So anyway, CB Sabalski. Yeah, he sold. Uh, said he wants to sell the next million dollar uh, comic book. He's got an idea for it. And the one that did it before Star Wars that set the record was X-Men, number one by Jim Lee. Everyone knows this. That was back in 91. But again, they had like 100 covers for these books. It's like you're, you're padding the you know margins here, you know? But he's got an idea, he says. We'll but he see. didn't say what it was. He didn't tease. He just no, said, I got an idea. No, I think it's like they'll announce it later. I'm trying to think what it could possibly be. And um, so you think about it. It's like, okay, the last one that did it with Star Wars was a big deal. It's like um, they're just going to do a Marvel-Star Wars crossover. Or they got the Game of Thrones license. Yeah, maybe. Because the last one was a licensed book. It wasn't a Marvel property. Yeah. I mean, well, wait, what it else? It was a does, Disney property. Disney, but what else is that big right now? Maybe Disney gave them the rights because they bought Fox. What could they have gotten that they're like? No, they already had the rights to the X-Men. No, but I mean like Simpsons or something. I yeah, but know. well, Simpsons Comics stopped publishing. Yeah. No so they could have that, but that's not going to sell a million copies. No, I think it's, that's what I'm thinking. It's going to be like uh, something crazy they haven't done before. It'll be like Star Wars meets Marvel, you know, the Avengers mm. versus Star Wars or something silly. Did you ever read Star Trek meets the X-Men? No, I didn't. It's one of the most ridiculous books I've ever Star seen. Star Trek meets the X-Men? Yes. Are they it was on in like the 90s. Shear space or something? Um, I know how you feel about the X-Men going into space. You're not a fan. I'm not a fan. I love but it, it was like, it's 90s X- Here's the weirdest thing about it, though. It's 90s X-Men meets original Star Trek. So it's That's like weird. The, the, time, the eras they were created don't even line up like... It's not 90s X-Men meets Deep Space Nine. Right. It's not Silver Age X-Men meets, meets uh, 60s, 60s X-Men, Star where Trek. at least like the costumes would kind of match. Yeah. It, uh, I, I think it might still there might still be a trade of it out there. It's got to be available it's somewhere. So somebody ridic- has it. It literally looks like somebody took an old gold key Star Trek book yeah. and drew Jim Lee. And it, like, you gave Jim Lee a Star Trek X-Men, a, a gold key Star Trek book and went, hey, put the X-Men on there. And it was just like, and it's still 90s. So it's just like flexing and screaming yeah. on the bridge of the Enterprise, like next to Ahura. Like Wolverine's got his claws out and he's like, ah! Yeah. And her is just like sitting and typing calmly. <laughs> it's, uh, well, they've done a lot of those books. The Star Trek meets this property. They did like yeah. Planet of the Apes. They did a Green Lantern one. They're supposed Star to be Trek Planet good. of the Apes was really good. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Next Generation meets Doctor Who was really good. Right. And there was a flashback issue where it was uh, Tom Baker meets William Shatner. Yeah. See, that's cool. Those were really fun. An um, IDW maybe? I heard about There's a Star Trek Green Lantern. I haven't read that one. I think they did two of those because I think they did one and then they're like, we should do a follow up to this because I think it probably did pretty well for IDW or whoever was putting it out. Um, Yeah, And Batman Ninja Turtles has been huge. Yeah, they've done four of them. They keep redoing it. They're making a movie. 
Yeah, the animated movie. The animated it looks movie. They, they just showed a trailer this week. And I think that's kind of like Marvel being like, uh, oh, what, what do we have that we can cross over? And it's like, uh, I think they always think like, oh, no one's going to guess. And it's like, yeah, it's probably Marvel versus Star Wars. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> like, they haven't what else done could, that yet. What else could it be? Cash grab 2019 or whatever they're going to yeah. call it. That doesn't get me excited, though. I'm like, eh. Um, I'm like novelty excited for it. You know, mm. it's like they already did JLA Avengers and it's perfect. So it's like, uh, yeah. I don't I, I don't need another crossover. JLA Avengers just kind of checked all the crossover boxes. It really, it really did. And there's some great Marvel DC crossovers in the past. I mean, uh, I was just talking yesterday about with somebody about X-Men Teen Titans is a classic. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, the Ross Andrews Spider-Man Superman is really that's good. Per- well, that's the first one they did, isn't it? They did two of those, yeah. There's, they did, and I think, uh, I'm trying to think if Ross Andrews did the first, I think Ross Andrews did the first one. Then they came back, they did a second one. I like that the follow-up to that, they're like, so who are our next two characters? And this is the 80s, so it was like Batman, which is always their, you know, number two or one character. And then Marvel's like, and the Hulk. But it's like, uh, Batman and the Hulk can't fight. Yeah. That's Batman. not... <laughs> Batman and the Hulk you know? is weird. Although, could be Batman cut. and the Hulk is... Uh, the Hulk kills Batman on accident. <laughs> because Batman shouldn't be anywhere near the fucking Hulk. And at that point, the Bill Bixby uh, Hulk show was on. So the Hulk was the second most popular saying, character in the Marvel after Universe. After Spider-Man, uh, and people kind of maybe don't... I don't know if people forget. I have no idea what non that book people mean. That but. book is completely ridiculous mm-hmm. um, because they fight the Joker and the Shaper of Worlds. Yeah, the classic Hulk villain. Because they, yes. they uh, Everyone remembers the Shaper of Worlds. Was the leader busy? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Where was the abomination? But uh, the one so thing that book has going for it, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. I know. Right? It's like, uh, it's, they did put gorgeous. good talent on those books uh, when they were when they were doing them. So you, can, you, can't, you can't argue that. Did you ever see Archie Meets the Punisher? Uh, I, I've heard of it. I've never read it because I don't, I don't really care about Archie at all. I think it's funny. Uh, and, uh, uh, same thing with the Punisher is like, uh, I got as enough Punisher out of Garth Ennis's run. I'm, I'm kind of good <laughs> with, I'm, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark. It's, uh, I like the Punisher and other stuff. He's running around in, um, Jason Aaron. I don't think Jason Aaron, uh, he got to do this big War of the Realms book. It's going on. It's weekly. It comes out. They they must have finished oh, it. Yeah. It's an event. I can't, I can't get into that. No, but no. It's, well, actually, uh, next month everybody's got a tie-in, so it's still yeah. Going. You're gonna have to. Well, it's still going, but it's it's like six or seven parts or something like this. But Jason Aaron is basically like, here's a bunch of different teams going to the different realms to do things, and it's like the Punisher, Blade, She Hulk, and the new Ghost Rider go to like uh, Swarvelheim or some oh nonsense. God. But it, it's basically that's like, like the one movie Marvel could have made in the nineties. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, I think they were just like, uh, Jason Aaron, just do whatever you want at this point. And I think he's like, well, I like the Punisher, so he's going to go to Asgard and team up with Thor's mom. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Rene Russo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, um, what's that guy's name? Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> and Rene Russo in Asgard. Oh, like, yeah. The Dolph we, Lundgren we, Punisher is a trip, man. We're very caffeinated today because. Starbucks. Well, uh, yeah, well, I'm uh, Stephen brought Starbucks today. He shanghaied me into it. Yeah, because he's getting a free Black Panther action figure. Well, it's because, not free. It cost you know me $11. That, it, <laughs> yes. Well, that's probably the biggest news is Stephen now has Marvel Legends. I have three. I have a lot of people contacting me. That's good. Asking about the ongoing drama right, of so here's, you getting here's what Marvel happened. Legends. I got a Black Knight figure for my buddy Ken. It was great. And you know how much I love that Black Knight figure. I love him yeah, so you much broke I mine. broke yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, Ken was like, well, they got this Hawkeye that's classic Hawkeye. You can't not have your guy Hawkeye. So 
I got Hawkeye. And then um, that's good because I sent you a, an email that that whole set was on sale, and you're like, okay. And no, then, I and then Ken went and bought you one of them. Well, because I I've been monitoring this sale, and you gotta kind of wait till you have the money for this stuff, you know. Uh, I got bills to pay, but then <laughs> uh, you had that extra Black Panther. Now it's like it's it's pretty much on like Donkey Kong. Now I mean yeah. it's like that Vision, that Scarlet Witch, those Alcatraz, uh Believe me, I was not selling that figure for a cup of coffee. I, I yeah, I have a vested you're enabling. In seeing, oh, you're completely. enabling. Yeah, it's good. You know what? You know what it's <clears> like. <throat> it it's it's my greatest thing in the world to you. It's like when you go, man. You got you got to be reading Jason Aaron's Thor. It's yeah. It's great. It's really. I I'm reading it. And I love it. And you read it. And you love it. That's how I feel about these figures. I'm like, dude, you got to get these Avengers you Marvel love Legends. Them. You love them. You can you pose them. You can put them all together. Uh, each each time we do the podcast is now like a half an hour longer, so you can put an Avengers team together. Yeah, I just got to see them all together. That Hercules came out. That's awesome. Yeah, but he's modern. modern. You're yes. trying to so you're trying to build Bronze Age. I'm drawing you drawing to a hard line in the sand. You know, it's like uh, I can't get up all, so you got to kind of limit yeah, it somehow. You well, you can. I don't. <laughs> you and me are in different tax brackets. Um, but it's like uh, my line in the sand is just going to be like the classic. Uh, versions of these guys, you know, go up until like, uh, you know, mid to late sixties, early seventies, and then just c- 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 call it, you know, okay. it's like, uh, they got all they, they, you got this cool Ant-Man and Hercules and mm-hmm. all these modern Captain Marvel and stuff downstairs and they're amazing. But it's like, if I get any one of those, then I now have to get the modern My, version. It's yeah. like, I, I don't have room for it. I don't have money for it. But I can get six and or eight. Some, there's some weird ones out there. I got white vision downstairs. I know. See, then I'll have to be like, I'll have to get a whole 80s team. Yeah, it's like, I can't. I, can't Co- I think I can build a West Coast Avengers now. Except Mark- Mockingbird. Well, Mockingbird and Wonder Man are modern. But I have Wonder all, Man's close there. enough, though. Because he did wear, it was he a tank top He switched to that tank top during shirt. it, yeah. Right. But he, start, he started in the safari jacket, then he wore the worst costume I've ever seen. Yeah, that green and red costume is horrific. With the jetpack? It's I, so stupid. I feel like they designed that to look bad. Uh, I don't know who did it, but it was, it's pretty rough. Al Milgram was doing the book at that point, so. He was, probably Al Milgram, which I love that book, so. Al Milgram did a great job on Peter Parker around that time, too. I don't know if I, I have some of those. That's around the black costume. Yeah, not a lot, though. Yeah, he did a lot of black hat stories. Yeah, but, yeah, we're, we're, we'll put it, we'll do it for you. It's happening. It's happening. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's growing quickly. So I, uh, I guess we got to switch gears. I, you know, we're, we're having a lot of fun this week. I know. Um, so May the 4th, so. uh, there's nothing huge. I think there, there's just celebration. Yeah, they don't do anything. Well, like... we got a lot of announcements at celebration. Right. Um, it's not like there's a big release. It's just kind of like a, it's like a unofficial holiday. It's I'm like... surprised Marvel doesn't have like a big freak Star Wars comic today. Maybe they do. Um, yeah, or maybe they just reprinted number one. They already sold a million copies of it. Yeah, they can give it a couple of those away. Everyone's got it. Yeah, but um, poignantly, um, Peter Mayhew passed away at the age of 75 this week. Yeah. And it was uh, right uh, right before May the 4th. So a lot of the tributes I'm seeing, mostly from fans, are very chewbacca focused yeah which is really sweet peter had been ill for a long time honestly um when you're that tall uh, later in life it causes a lot of problems with like circulation you know your body can't quite cover that distance as well and um people that tall usually don't live to be very yeah 75 is pretty good right um and um i i'm pretty ignorant to a lot of um everything 
um peter mayhew was chewbacca in the original series and yeah. then he, did he come back and do the prequel he came back and did sith because remember He's the wookies are only in sith right and i didn't realize this we were discussing this actually at work he did force awakens i thought he retired after sith okay so he uh, actually david, was chewbacca in force awakens yeah because david prowse didn't come back for sith either who's like that? who's that uh darth vader the guy that wore the darth vader suit and then oh, james Earl jones over gotcha. the voice. yeah um, I still would have thought it would be great if you just put James Earl Jones in that suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Peter Mayhew, they said he was in a wheelchair when he did For- Force Awakens, and he got himself in shape enough to do that movie. He wanted to do that movie. Oh, wow. Which is really important, too, because it was also Harrison Ford's last movie. Yeah. And Harrison Ford wrote this beautiful letter about him. And, like, you know, Harrison Ford is... He's guy a little that rough plays, around the edges. And he plays things close to the yeah. chest. He was like, oh, yeah, Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like really effusive. And he's like, he's like, I love this man. We were partnered together for 30 years. He was so good. Mark Hamill wrote some nice stuff. Um, so people are really leaning into it. I I didn't exactly meet Peter Mayhew, but I was in a, a convention in like Novi, Michigan in the 90s. And this is when I was doing comics. I was on the other side of the table. So since it was a small convention... Kind of everybody, all the talent just kind of hung out in the hotel bar. Yeah. Um, and I got to uh, I got to talk to Mike Carlin all night, which was really cool. Rob Liefeld was there. Um, uh, my friend Gus, who we ended up working together at Artist Home, who created Big Hero 6, was hanging out with us. I have t- tried to get him on the podcast several times. Yeah. Um, but everybody was kind of hanging out. Billy Tucci was there. We, uh, we were all just kind of hanging out in this airport bar. And Peter Mayhew comes in. And Peter Mayhew looked taller in real life than Chewbacca. Yeah. Like he was just towering and we how wa- tall was he he was seven two. Oh my god and we watched him play pool by himself that's crazy and he had to contort his body into angles that engineerically yeah. <laughs> couldn't work to get close to the the table and shoot pool and then he, that tall. and then he went to get a pack of cigarettes 20 years ago yeah and can he still do this got on his hands and knees to use the cigarette machine he was that tall yeah. and just a you know sweet guy I didn't really talk to anybody we kind of kept himself so we didn't hang out with him mm-hmm. um but uh that was also the bar where I, uh paul smith and i created our own uh curse word oh what do you want to share that with us? <laughs> yeah we were drinking with the mcfarland people uh we decided clit should be a should be a verb <laughs> so use it in a sentence clit you oh okay <laughs> so paul smith who was yeah. the artist on x-men in the early 80s and i were drinking guinnesses and telling people to go clit themselves yeah that's great it was a fun night yeah <laughs> it sounds like a good night yeah and i'm like 23 and i got one toe in the industry yeah. nobody knows who i am um but that was that's when i met peter may mike carlin mike carlin was buying everybody drinks on like the warner brothers tab yeah um and he was really really fun until what year I, was this 96 Oh, okay. So uh, post death of Superman. Post death of Superman, he was yeah. really, he was he was the most fun guy until I asked him for work. Oh. <laughs> I actually, uh, but I he like, was great. Uh, I've seen interviews with Mike Carlin yeah. talking about stuff. He's he seems great. He was great, and he Mike Carlin just under his breath every time Peter Mayhew walked by, he would just go, <laughs> yeah. and um, and I said, I said, you're really impressed that Chewbacca is here, aren't you? He goes, yeah, I met Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's been in my office. Fuck that. That's Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and last night we were waiting for the show to start. So we, uh, my wife and I were talking about Peter Mayhew passing away. 
And she's like, how, she asked me the same question. How tall is he? Seven, two. And she's like, well, how do you find another guy like that? And I'm like, well, they found a young guy and he did Last Jedi and Solo. Yeah. So they, they um, found somebody else. Peter, but... Did Peter Mayhew do the voice? Does he? No, that was, um, that w- the Ben Burt, the sound editor, mixed like a walrus and a bear. Oh, so it's, it's like an artificial. It's not, no, yeah, I no human you. made that noise. Yeah, I never, I, I don't know anything, like I said, you know. Yeah, there's there's a really good documentary on one of the DVDs about just the sound editing and that scene. Yeah, well, even all like I remember hearing, I, feel, I think it's like a seal, about... a dolphin, and a bear mixed together. Yeah, that's cool. It's yeah, it's really well. It's like all the ships in Star Wars are all classic cars. They just change the sound. Yeah, the one so thing it's like them running are all. Yeah, they they just toyed around with like the way classic with cars the pitch sound. and yeah. the speed. The one thing I remember from when I was a kid, the first Star making Star Wars I ever saw was. Um, they were like, uh, tension wires that like, that are like staked into the ground to hold up like a conning tower kind of thing. Yeah. Like those cables. Um, he hit him with a wrench and that was the laser sound. That oh, that's cool. And then I, me- I remember they showed that and that was the first thing that blew me away. It was like, wow, you can make movies out of anything. Right. So that, um. It's an interesting gig. Yeah. So my wife and I were talking about Peter Mayhew and, and she said, well, how do you find a guy that's seven two? I was like, well, they found another guy. Yeah. I was like, there's, I, she's there's, like, and she a, goes, she goes, is he that tall? I'm like, I think that's the only thing on the call sheet. I like, think it's like, yeah, it's must like, be seven two. must be seven two and comfortable wearing a carpet. You know what I mean? It's and I'm like, like, I'm like, there's not that many well-known guys. He's seven two. And I was like, I was like, you could get Shaq, but then Chewbacca would be like as Bulky. large as he's wide. Yeah. And then I just got into this thing and I'm like, Shaq and Chewbacca would just go. Oh. <laughs> Let him do the voice. Chew- too. Chewbacca, look over there. Oh. <laughs> Where's R2 D2? Oh. I like being Chewbacca. That's probably a sweet gig. You know? Oh. <laughs> and then I did that to her for about 10 minutes. She probably loved that. Yeah, she, yeah, there was a lot of stop between laughter. Yeah. She also got this laugh. She got my favorite. She did my favorite laugh last night. We're like, when she's really laughing, and we've been in a lot of comedy clubs together. Yeah, she gets this like high pitched where she can't breathe. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, now I know she's really. Yeah, laughing. she's really digging this. Uh, and that got her started. But it was like it was watching, especially Bob Goldthwait. We were just like, that's a great night. Yeah, so a lot going on. I think. Uh, yeah, uh, did we cover everything? Is there anything else going on in the news? Did you hear um, anything? No, I mean, yeah. End games at one point two billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, maybe higher. You know, it's like uh, this is uh, Saturday morning, so yeah. You know, I'm sure a lot of folks went and see it uh, yesterday. You know. Yeah. No. As as I said, I'm. I I got to go. Just you again. and the kid going. Yeah. Um, How? Uh, uh, I think so it's been long question. enough. Where? It, go ahead. Oh, uh, Ben's eleven. Yeah. And Sebastian is seven. No, five. <laughs> All right, I don't know anything about kids. He's too, he hasn't seen like Infinity War. He's too young for this. He saw it on TV. Um, we were watching it. We were watching it in the living room, and he was like, "I know this movie." So because he saw Iron Man, <laughs> it's like no, no, because we would because now that it's on iTunes, yeah, it's been on um, before. We've watched it in the living room, and he's come and played toys, and then he yeah. wandered out. He didn't make. He make can't it the sit through it. It's too long for He a can't sit through a three-hour movie. And the way that movie starts... It's um, slow. Let's try to avoid spoilers this week. We put a big spoiler warning last week. But oh, there's a, important. There's a long, slow build-up uh, uh, in Endgame. Yeah. I don't think a five-year-old will sit through that. Yeah. Uh, I don't also don't think he's going to sit for three hours. So we didn't take him to this. We don't plan on it. 
Um, far from home, we'll we'll take him to far from home because of Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of and it'll spoilers, probably be two hours. Um, does did did uh, young Ben avoid spoilers or does he kind of know? He's so goddamn blase about superheroes. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I love that. And I'm like, like uh, I, you know, I, said, I said about on this Thursday. The other day. They yeah. were like, they were like, uh, you know, somebody's talking about like your kids, not your kids specifically, but they were like, kids typically aren't into the same shit like their parents are. Yeah. And then I was like, I mentioned Ben. I'm like, yeah, you know, John. He's got all this superhero stuff. It's like incredible, all the stuff that's out now. You know, you the, the collected editions, the figures, the statues, hot toys, all this crap. It's awesome. And I'm like, and Ben just like, he couldn't care less. <laughs> you know, it's like the kid likes Minecraft or whatever, the video yeah. game. And yeah, it's now it's like, Fortnite. It was Minecraft. And Fortnite. And now it's, it's Fortnite. Like the, um, that's interesting to me that it's And Red like, Dead Redemption. He's right, all about yeah. He's playing that. Yeah. He's a video game kid and he's a comedy kid. Right. So that's, he gets really excited um, he gets really excited to like watch old episodes of Seinfeld and and see stand up from John Mulaney. And, yeah. Um. So he's got that side going, and Sebastian Sebastian's more of a superhero kid, and he's more of a music kid. Yeah. Like the only thing I can get everybody to listen to is the Beatles, because they're like goddamn Beatles. Yeah, because it's it's, I think that's because it's the Beatles, John. Because they're perfect. I don't know that you're doing anything. Maybe just exposing it's the same thing. Them like I said, you know, my dad, my dad was a history buff and a board game geek, and I find those things very dull. Yeah, you know, so it. Uh, I think I honestly think if you're if it's all over the house and you're surrounded by it, it kind of loses its. Uh, it can't be exciting, right? Because it's just it's just part of your house. Yeah. Whereas you know, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, like we didn't go to the newsstand every week. Like uh, it wasn't a money thing. It was just like we didn't like. I didn't have parents that would go down to the newsstand and buy newspapers. We would get the Daily News delivered. Yeah. And I used to read the comic strips every day. But it's, but when I was in a candy store, which was randomly, I'd see comics. And uh, before I was 10, I only read like Richie Rich and Casper. I read stuff that was funny. Um, but I didn't have um, – I didn't have superheroes – directly in my house except for the tv shows right so i was really into the adam west batman and super friends and spider-man and his amazing friends and oh uh, the 60 I fantastic four those cartoons spider-man and his amazing friends. i heard they're bringing spider-man and his amazing friends back on the disney app but not that show they're gonna do a new one. Oh, i heard a rumor this was a rumor too i heard a rumor that the third movie might be spider-man and his amazing friends that would be bananas with Firestar and Iceman? Well, they got the X-Men now. That's crazy. So, um, and that sounds like a fan rumor. That does but, sound like a fan But it's the kind rumor. of thing I want to spread. You want it so bad. Because it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think they should do it. It doesn't have to be the third movie, but the, look, just sign that kid up to make like nine more movies. Let's watch him be Spider-Man, go at, to at college. 30, yeah. Yeah, go to 30s, my, be a teacher, do the whole thing. I tell you, my, my favorite Peter Parker is the one in the shitty apartment yeah. who's like barely can make rent and has to like take shit from J. Jonah Jameson. To yeah. I like, uh, I like older Spider-Man that's closer to like my age. Yeah. Who's like ruining relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Just like me. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, somebody I can uh, identify with. Yeah. He's broke all the time. Very identifiable. He's got this tiny little apartment he can't afford. I still identify with him. And yeah. I, I moved out of that state of my life around 2002. But it still hits close to home, you know? Oh And you were in New York too. So it's like extra, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. And I, I really love, uh, I still do. I really love when you can tell the artist uh, on the book went out and did research. Yeah. One of my favorite issues. It's not a good issue. Uh, Russ Andrew drew, drew one where Spider-Man goes to Rockaway. 
Yeah. And he like fights like the mind worm. Yeah. But he's like he in, in like a crappy oh, beach house worm. in Far Rockaway. And every time I look at that, it's fairly simply drawn. Ross Andrew did beautiful, beautiful characters, but usually his backgrounds were like he didn't get solid. Away. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't like draw all the dots in the brick kind yeah. of guy. He was like this building, this building. But you can tell he went to Rockaway, went up on a roof. And sketched out because I'm like that's exactly what it is, and um, it was the book was printed around the time I was born. In fact, there's several times I'm like I should go get that book again and frame it because it's printed when I was born in the neighborhood where I was born. Yeah, it's like pretty fitting. Yeah, and it's like I love when New York feels real that it's not Gotham City, you know, because yeah. so many artists just go buildings. Yeah, well, it's, it's like the, midtown of everything. I love Jack Kirby, but it's like if you read like old Jack Kirby where they like old Thors and stuff mm-hmm. for Fantastic Four, it doesn't look like New York. <laughs> it just looks like yeah. made up town. Yeah. And it's Although fine. he would draw great br- brick brownstones. Oh, yeah. That like you could rip. They would rip off the corner of them and throw them. Yeah. Like he didn't like the steel and glass towers. No, no. He didn't draw those much. Because he mostly drew in the 40s when they... Right. This guy was drawing, like, the neighborhoods he grew up in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he drew, like, the Bowery, where, yeah. like, kids got drafted to fight Hitler. Yeah, and there was, like, <laughs> uh, newsies and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So this is the... I'm going to... This is a positive podcast this week. Um, and like I said, you know, it, it, it is sad that Peter Mayhew passed yeah. away, but he lived a great life. Uh, he was beloved. Do you think he, um, and I don't know, I, like I said, I know nothing here, but did, mm. did, was he uh, like, you know, oh, I loved being Chewbacca and stuff. I know he came back to do that. He the appreciated it. I think he he enjoyed, there's a lot of pictures of him out there of him like at events. Like they would always invite him to the premieres and stuff. Yeah. He looked truly happy. He wasn't really an actor. David Prowse was an actor. Right. Like you can find David Prowse on old episodes of Doctor Who and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He sure. shows up in a lot of BBC stuff. I think he's, uh, David Prowse is in Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he was like a character actor. He took a lot of parts as a big guy. He was like the Richard Keel of England. Yeah. Or, you know, Richard Keel was um, Jaws in Moonraker. But oh, he, yeah, yeah. But, he's like a big guy that gets like thug work yeah but you, you know? can find richard keel in a lot of 60s shows like he's in a twi- he's in to serve man in the twilight zone he's one of those aliens uh he played frankenstein in an episode of the monkeys <laughs> where they made him a they they made him a rock star that was like a mad scientist who made a rock star that was better than the monkeys and it was richard keel in a frankenstein outfit going Goo-ra. and they gave him a drum and he'd go Boom. Oh, <laughs> the monkeys is simultaneously the greatest and worst show you've ever seen. Uh, I, it's never, yeah, it, that's all I'll say about the monkeys. Yeah. I, I love the monkeys. It's a DVD blurb, you know, for the back cover. Yeah. So, um, so like I said, that's probably the heaviest news that's happened this week, but I think it's being handled with positivity and the fact that it coincides with both May the 4th and free comic book day. Yeah. I think I think it's a good week to celebrate being nerd a nerd shit. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's like nerd Hanukkah or something. Definitely. Yeah. So if you want to tell us what you're into this week, um, who you want to see, you can follow us. I think I hit all these plugs already. Yeah, yeah, get them again. You can follow me on Facebook. Um, you know, you can follow the show on Facebook. I'm not letting you follow me on Facebook. Uh, there's too many people on Facebook. I want to quit Facebook. I'm but trying to. everyone I ever met is on Facebook. Yeah. Twitter is some people. Instagram is less people than Twitter. I'm yeah. like, everybody I know is freaking on Facebook. 
Um, but you can follow the show on Facebook. That, that is uh, facebook.com slash caffeinated comics. That's where we post all the news. Right now, you can see a picture of me with Bobcat Goldthwait and Dana Gould. Um, you can also follow me directly on at not on my book on both Instagram and Twitter. Right now, there's a picture of me with Bobcat Goldthwait and Dana Gould. <laughs> on both of those as well? Yes. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. And I've tagged we've both of them. Covered your faces. <laughs> And uh, Stephen, how do we follow you? You can find me on Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan, and um, you can follow the show on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And we are part of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Yeah, so go to radiomisfits.com, click on the lifestyle tab, and we are the first podcast that comes up. Um, going right into the summer now. I'm uh, trying to think uh, what's coming up. What are the big things coming Spider-Man. up? Spider Man. Spider Man's in July. Dark gonna, Phoenix is in June. Yeah, we're gonna cover Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> it's gonna suck. Yeah, I do like uh, John Wick Three is coming out, but I don't know if I'm. I've never seen any of those. Oh yet. my god! I know. All Everyone right. says the same thing. I gotta watch them. They're supposed to be great. All right, well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna put John Wick on right now. Shame me. <laughs>